0: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash try. Go to Shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
1: Jen has done as good a job at it as any press secretary I can remember while restoring some much needed civility to the White House briefing room.
2: Sean Ryma, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Oh, Chris is kissing some CNN ass there, isn't he? Kissing some Jen Psaki ass, is he, Chris? Chris Wallace. You a little worried about something, son? You feeling, feeling a little shaky in the gig? Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. He, I bet he wants the gig. I bet little we, uh, not every, not nearly what his old man was, Chris Wallace. And I wasn't a huge fan of Mike Wallace, but I mean, Chris Wallace—that's him kissing Jen Psaki's ass. She brought civility back to the the White House briefing room by what? Lying her ass off and snarking off and insulting everybody who disagrees with her, like Peter Doocy. Oh, Peter, are are you a doctor? Chris doesn't seem like he's feeling too uh, secure in his gig. I think somebody needs a testicle tan. Maybe Jen Sackey. I am Uncle Sean, and this is the Uncle Sean Show, and the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Are you
3: saying Sackey needs a testicle tan too?
2: Well, maybe. You know, she's. You know, she, hey, gender's a construct, okay? Jen Sackey could have testicles just like everybody else could.
3: Gender.
2: Jen, der, Jen, e, get it? I'm here all week, you know. So I, it's, it's pathetic. This, everything is, everything. My, my, my theme for today is wow, everything's pathetic. Where do I begin? Well, you know, let's, let's begin with what was obviously the biggest story of the day yesterday, and, and I'm going to give you some thoughts on why it was the biggest story yesterday and I'll I'll even be uh more honest and admit that I I followed the biggest story of the day yesterday for quite a while my my daughter and I here sat here and watched uh JD's uh uh <laughs> testimony for most of the we in fact most of the most of the day Johnny Depp my my daughter and I sat here and watched Johnny Depp prattle on about his his experiences with Amber Heard while Amber Heard uh, was sitting there on the split screen, looking like a demon, uh, staring directly into the camera. And people say, that's working for her. I mean, I'll get into that business here in a second as well. And uh, we sat and watched it for several hours. And this was Depp's testimony with his own lawyer. He's suing her for 50 million bucks. She's counter-suing him for millions of dollars. I don't know what they... I, I don't know what... I haven't really followed this at all until this week. But she's counter-suing him. They're both suing the snot out of each other. And yesterday was Johnny Depp's uh, moment in the sun. And it, it it was interesting because it was wall-to-wall coverage. They did not break away from the coverage while Johnny was testifying on fox news at least you had a live camera shot and they didn't break for commercials they didn't do any of that stuff they kept on johnny until he stopped talking and they, they broke for lunch now i'm trying to think of the the most recent news story where that's actually happened i mean they they actually broke here and there during the supreme court hearings you know the appointment hearings Johnny Depp is talking and the camera doesn't freaking move, man. And it was it was weird because uh, first off, you know, as somebody who has largely followed his career, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of the pirate movies. I thought the first one was funny and and after that, I kind of lost interest really really quickly. Uh he's done a lot of great flicks. There are still some of my uh, favorite movies uh he did a movie called uh what was it uh, well he did edward scissorhands which was brilliant i think probably my favorite i've never seen what's eating gilbert great so don't even uh but uh i think one of my favorite movies of all time is ed wood chris have you ever seen ed wood don morgan ever seen ed wood replays the director ed wood who uh was a transgendered person by our language and he wore Ang- Ang- Angora sweaters, and he is considered quite possibly the worst director ever. Did a movie called Plan 9 from Outer Space. And Ed Wood is Johnny Dupp playing that guy, and he was brilliant. And in fact, uh, uh oh, what's his name? Uh, I'm just losing the, the actor. Martin Landau. Martin Landau won an Oscar for portraying Bella Licosi. Blank Karloff, you know, I mean, it was just a great movie. Uh, but I and, and I, I remember watching him on 21 Jump Street on Sunday afternoons, you know, on his first gig there. And he's Johnny Depp, man. He's been with us for a long time. But he, he does look just, he looks like hell. And I think there's a watchability about that, watching him just looking like ass. And it took him, takes him forever to answer even the most basic questions I noticed. Mr. Depp, how long was it before you left Australia and went back to L.A.? Well, uh, I met a surgeon uh, in uh, Australia who had uh, uh, he, he uh, reconstructed my finger as such. You know, that, that's the whole testimony. It just goes on and on and on. takes him forever to answer any question. Mr. Depp, what is that mark on your cheek? That, that's, uh, uh, uh that, uh, 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 Amber had grabbed my cigarette out of the ashtray, and, and uh, that's when she, uh, put it out in my face as such. You know, I mean, it was it was almost like he was playing Edward Scissorhands, you know, like, oh, like a version that could talk, you know what I mean? And she's just staring into the camera like, like Satan himself. I mean, she is, i I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I've made a judgment in the case. I think she's hellspawn. I think that woman is evil. Evil with a capital E. But you know why this why this is getting such coverage? I mean, do we all know why this is getting such coverage? Because it's not, do I really, do I just lay awake at night thinking about this case? No, I, I, it's a couple of rich people duking it out with lawyers is pretty much what this is. It, but why is it on TV? Why is Because my question to you is, is this news? Does it deserve all the attention it's getting? And I would submit to you, you know what? Yeah, it does, and I'll tell you exactly why. First off, as far as the bigger, chunkier uh, issues that we're dealing with right now, it's kind of a slow news week. There's not a lot of new news out of Ukraine. Uh, we're not quite yet to uh, Title 42 being rolled away. The biggest news story this week were the masks coming off in the airport, or at the airpl on the airplanes? There's not, and I'm just I'm looking at it from a talk show guy perspective. I, I rate news on are people talking about this. That's kind of that's kind of my gauge for whatever I go on the air with. Is this a story that people, by and large, are talking about that they're interested in? Because I'm not a reporter, I'm a commentator, so I, I got to look at what people are talking about. Am I thinking about this story? Do I have opinions on this story for whatever reasons? And the Johnny Depp story, I tell you what, there's not a lot going on this this week. But plus, uh, w- what is going on and what normally is going on in the news cycle is depressing. We are at a very depressing place in, in, in uh, the events of the day. Most people are either upset over some damn thing. Uh, if you're on my side of things, you're upset about the economy. You're upset about the surge at the border. You're upset at the fact that we're really not doing jack-blank uh, for Ukraine, except offering up a couple of, you know, meaningless sanctions. We have a president who is obviously not in charge. There's a lot to bring you down if you really think about it. The people on the left are upset are upset because people can't wear masks on airplanes, and that's besetting their minds, and they're screaming and yelling. And, ah, who cares what they think? Point being that these kinds of stories become like a soap opera. It's like a, it's like a TV show to watch. The, the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing does not directly affect any of our lives. But it's Johnny Depp, man. <laughs> it's 21 what? Jump
3: Street to 51 Dump Street.
2: 51 Street. That's what it is. It's Johnny. He's right there, you know, and, and I don't have to think about, you know, how much my monthly budget has gone up or how much I'm paying for a gallon of gas. Or if I'm out of work or what have you, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch Johnny Depp, man. And if that bothers people, well, you know, consider why a lot of these other types of stories get so much uh, uh, FaceTime, uh, screen time. You know, like the the guy, the, the, the husband who went on a cross-country trip with his wife, right? They have a, an encounter with some state police. They both disappear. She disappears for good. He disappears. Remember that story? I can't remember their names now. But for weeks, we followed that story religiously, even though that story also had absolutely nothing to do with our lives. Why? It's TV. It's TV. It's good TV. And you can kid yourself and say that there was in so America, at some point, some golden era of, of journalism. Uh, where journalists were pure and they they only covered the facts and they didn't have any personal biases and that didn't happen and they didn't worry about making money, they just reported the news. You know what? It's bullcrap. It's never existed in America. In America, journalism has pretty much always been show business. And when I say it's show business, it means you gotta sell newspapers if you wanna keep being in the newspaper business, you want to go way, way, way back, way back. Okay, you got to sell the broadsheets. People got to read your broadsheets. If you want to keep producing broadsheets, then it's newspapers. You got to keep. Uh, you got to people got to want to read your newspaper, or you know you're not going to be in the newspaper business. People got to like your radio show, or you're not going to be on the radio. People got to like your TV news broadcast, or the, you're not going to be on the TV. News journalism uh, or or journalism in America has always been showbiz. It's always had a showbiz ethic in that he got to put butts in the seats, man. Uh, If you think Walter Cronkite was the golden era of television journalism, first off, eh, you're wrong. Secondly, he needed to put butts in the seats, too. And that's where the whole line if it lead if it bleeds, it leads kind of you know is sort of a standard idea in news because it's true. People will tune into something tragic and horrible, much more than they'll turn it tune into something uh nice and benevolent or what have you. The problem is now we have so many different outlets, so many different options, and the news cycle is about three minutes long at any given moment, and uh uh this has gotten us to a place where the 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 pace of information, the pace of news reporting is so shrill and so kinetic that sometimes people just want to shut the hell up and watch Johnny Depp ramble about getting a vodka bottle th- thrown at his head. Because it took him about an hour to explain the whole vodka bottle off the head thing. But that's why these stories take on the power they do. 210-599-5555, 210 599 Give me a call. Let me know what you're thinking. It's Sean, it's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. The phone lines are open. So whatever's on your brain, 210 yeah. 599 was it 210-599-5555? Wow! Well, if I don't say the whole thing, I forget. I forget because I'm getting old. What the hell else was I going to talk about? I, I I'm going to talk about the Matthew Dowd thing that uh, Trey and I had brought up uh, a little while ago, but very briefly because we only have a couple of minutes here. CNN uh, is now uh, because that's what they. This is their job to make sure you and I are living right have put out some new directives that we need to stop complimenting people who were fat and have now lost weight. Okay, if you're a roly poly, okay, if you were Dumbo, if you were packing it, if you were hefty, and you've done some made some changes in your life, and now you've lost and I, I'm in this category, so don't you know just hang on there. Uh, and you've lost weight, you're you're not supposed to compliment people on that because what happens in their mind is, what did they think of me before I lost all the weight? They must have hated me because I was fat, you know. That's the idea. That's the reason why you shouldn't tell people who have lost a considerable amount of weight, wow, you look great, because then inside themselves, psychologically, they wonder what the hell you thought of them before. Okay, I am a now officially a former fatty. Uh I, I was pushing three I was pushing three hundred pounds. I was, man. I was hefty. You know, we talked about testicle tanning yesterday. I hadn't even I hadn't even seen those in maybe a year or two. I'm just being honest with you. They lived in the shade. And I think you know what I mean by that. I mean I was pushing Chris, I was pushing three hundred pounds. Week I went into the hospital.
3: Well you weren't pushing it, you made pulling it.
2: <laughs> i was pulling myself closer to it and uh you know i went in the hospital now i don't recommend this diet of course but just because of all the surgeries i had and stuff you know i, I went on uh, many times i was on a uh a, a no food no water diet for several days where you're lucky if you get ice chips you know i lost a lot of weight uh, very very quickly uh you know because i just before going into the hospital I, I was eating like a pig i was drinking like a fish you know i was doing pretty much everything to make myself a fat person no exercise and then god threw my ass into a hospital for four months and i lost a lot of weight and now i'm you know i, I saw my uh nurse practitioner for the first time yesterday and she barely recognized me because i've lost a lot of weight i'm like at 195 now I'm, I'm under 200 pounds and i've been under 200 pounds since coming out of the hospital. So I've gone, th- and I feel great. You're and half the I- man you used to be. I'm half the man I used to be. I'm going to quote uh, Scott Weiland there. Half the man I used Well, I am. I, I You know, I'm thin, and, and I'm the thinnest I've been in quite a long time. And I'm happy as pie about it. I mean, it really makes me feel good. I mean, that's a crummy way to have to go about it. I wouldn't recommend it as a freaking diet. But I can tell you, and I, so I got a lot of people when I get out and about in the world who, who who haven't seen me. I get a lot of compliments of that, like, "Wow, you look great!" You know, "Oh man, you look so much better!" You know, not once, man, has it popped into my head. Oh, I wonder what they thought of me when I was fat? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't make that connection. I don't know who the who are the people that have that thinking process that CNN is so well aware of that they have to put out warnings. Don't compliment people who have lost a lot of weight. Okay, no. Uncle Sean is telling you, compliment the hell out of those people. They love it, man.
3: No, continue to call him gordito.
2: Uh, right. Continue to call him fatty. Hey, you're just a fat dude who's skinny. You know, I mean, that's, dude, That's obviously makes much more sense to not compliment. You know, we need to compliment each other more. Most of the time, we're just calling each other pukes and schmucks and you know let's get into the business of complimenting each other more that's not a bad thing okay cnn this is why your ratings are in the toilet man i love hearing people talk about my weight loss it makes me me chris it makes me feel all pretty i feel pretty now you know i can't remember the last time chris i felt pretty and now i feel pretty except for this frankenstein crap i got going on my belly here i feel like a pretty man
3: and now jar jar is putting on the weight
2: charge out he's just a house cat. He can get as fat as he want, man. I might even put my black nail polish back on. I'm feeling so damn pretty. So that's an, yet another reason why CNN is absolutely full of crap. 210 599 It's Sean on Newstalk 550
1: KTSA.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM one zero seven one. Oh screw Disney! You know, forget them, man. News Talk Five Fifty KTSA FM One Hundred Seven One. I, I I'm so sick of the whole Disney trip. Um, the Florida was it? Uh, Florida House voted on this piece of legislation. This piece of legislation uh that would repeal all of their special you know we get to we're disneyland we're like our own little country we have our own laws we have our own security we uh pay taxes to ourselves you know they, they, they're basically their own it's it's like the district of columbia where chris just was the dc is not a state as such it's a district unto its own right has its own laws has its own leadership uh, so Disney, Disney has kind of been that in Florida. And with all this, uh, woke crap that they're obsessed about, especially fighting the parental rights bill, DeSantis is like, you know, well, we may have to take that special crap you've been enjoying for so long away from you. Okay, Mickey, then you pay Florida taxes. Now nah, he doesn't talk like that, but he should. So we'll see how it does in the Senate. But you know it, it, this this whole woke thing. I um I, I'm just it's like we were talking a little bit ago about you know CNN now telling people that if people are too you know we're fat and they've lost weight, you shouldn't compliment them because then they feel bad. Why didn't you like me when I was fat? I as a former fat person who just got skinny, I I've never had that thought in my head. I don't know who the people are that do. I think, by and large, people really enjoy genuine com- uh, compliments. But it's that whole wokeness that, you know, you and I are just stupid rubes. And uh, CNN and uh, and uh, 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 the woke culture like Disney. Yeah, and all these folks got to tell us how to live, man. Got to tell us how to live. And they're trying to do that through Disney movies now. Uh, they're they're talking about how problematic Doctor Hook is because he's a disabled guy who's a villain, and I, I think maybe I'm repeating myself from yesterday, but I I couldn't care less. I my daddy didn't take my mommy and daddy didn't take me to Disneyland, so that's why I'm so messed up. But that was back when book you know going to, D- to Disneyland still was fun. But you know, given they're a company that is just they—they they exist on the idea of being predominantly children's entertainment and then secondary, uh, you know, family entertainment, and that's been their shtick, you know, for what seventy, eighty years. And now it's all about what trannies? <laughs> the, the right, you know, the rights of uh, drag queens, you know, over everybody else. I mean, it's it's. It's bizarre and 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 they're again, they're playing the woke card like a lot of folks are, and again I, I agree with Elon Musk. if you're woke, you're broke, and Disney's going down the tubes, man. people are not digging this you You can do whatever you want and I, I say this all the time. you can do whatever you want, you can say whatever you want, you can be whoever you want you want to be. You know, companies and people have free expression. Certainly, they do, but merely by having free speech does not mean that you are somehow shielded from any and all reactions you may receive as a result of your freedoms and your free speech. See, a lot of people, especially on the left, they want to be able to say anything they want to want to say, but they don't want any criticism or pushback. Popovich is a perfect perfect example of that. Disney is becoming a perfect example of that. So the reaction that your own choices have brought you is that a lot of people have canceled their, I guess, annual memberships to the Disney parks. Uh, a lot of folks are canceling their whatever their subscription service is. You know, they're they're losing money. People are checking out. The Spurs. I brought up Popovich. The Spurs is a great example, and it, I know Jack was talking about this on his show earlier in the week. Basically, do you care, has it affected you, your ability to support the Spurs and watch the Spurs because of all Pops' political public statements? And uh, the implication being, well, then, you know, people in sports shouldn't shouldn't, uh, give their political opinions, and and, and that's not kind of where I am. And Jack did make a, a brilliant observation, which is, you know, we only are upset about the opinions we don't like. So, if Popovich was a conservative and was out there saying very conservative things, well, we would all love him, right? <laughs> it's kind of true, you know. My point is, you you are not shielded from people's reaction.
3: Well, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about that the, all they do is cheat. You know, if your message is so great, then why are you so worried about criticism?
2: Precisely, put it out there on its own, on its own merits um to use popovich as an example no i don't we don't watch the spurs we were and chris knows this we were we watched the spurs we watched the spurs several seasons and we never missed a game went to a few games uh pop started getting really political during the trump era it was a real turnoff for my wife and i honestly uh and we stopped watching and and that was it so he can and I'm using this uh, in, in, as a, a smaller example to give my thoughts on Disney. Okay, he has total right. He, he has the right to say whatever he wants to say politically. The owners of the team have every right to allow him to do that. Okay. Uh, if 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 it was a merely a fact that I disagree with him, it'd be different. But he was very hateful towards the people who don't agree with him. And for me, that's like all right. Well, I'm not going to go watch a guy coach a team who would obviously hate my guts if he met me. And that's how easy it was for me. Plus all the great players had already left and I just lost all interest. And it was his political speech that got me to lose interest. Alright, I just didn't care. I gotta take a break, don't I? Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh it is Sean Reima on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. <coughs> San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Final couple of minutes here of the hour. We'll be back for another full hour of madness and weirdness on the Uncle Sean Show. And the uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. And I'm gonna, when I get back, I do want to get a little more deeper. Uh, into uh, the the comments of Matthew Dowd, uh, who's, I think he's kind of a creepy guy. I don't know much about him, but everything I know about him is annoying. And he, uh, he, he said something which I've heard a lot of liberal pukes mention over the years. It's kind of a way of trying to get under the skin of Christians, because for some odd reason, people who can't shut up about tolerism you know, an Ilhan Omar. Oh man, we gotta fight Islamophobia. Uh they sure do, hate Christians. They 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 surely do. They don't they don't dig the Christians. They really don't. And and one of the things I've heard for years, and Matthew Dowd is just the latest schmuck to put this out there, is that if Jesus were alive today, he'd be a socialist. If Jesus Christ were alive today, he'd be a socialist. Yeah, he, he actually tweeted, I believe. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing that, uh, if Jesus were alive today, would the GOP call him a groomer, woke, and a socialist? Now, obviously, the implication is that Matthew Dowd, and a lot of people, I guess, believe, well, that, you know, Jesus would have been all three of those. He would have been a groomer, he would have been woke, and he would have been a socialist or a communist. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that more next hour. I'm just out of time right now, but let that percolate in your noggins for a couple of minutes while we listen to the news. Would Jesus be a socialist in your opinion? Would Jesus be a socialist? And uh and I'll tell you what I think. Uh beyond that we'll make fun of CNN some more. We'll talk about Johnny Depp and uh Amber Heard. <laughs> That's very oddly, one of the big stories of the uh, of the of the week. Also, jumping out of airplanes, we had uh, some parachutists in the Capitol yesterday, and it freaked everybody out uh, when these folks started sliding through the uh, ether in their in their parachutes over the White House. That'll <laughs> that'll come up uh, in the next hour as well. And uh, give me a call 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA.
1: If you could, uh, you know, light up a little, uh, cannabis with one, uh, modern day politician, who would it be? Politician? Hmm. Uh, Joe Biden. Oh man, he needs to get out so bad. <laughs> oh, poor
2: Joe. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm your old weird uncle Sean. The phone lines are open 210-599-5555. The wit and wisdom of Tommy Chong. If he could get high with, Tommy's not all that young either, man. He, what is he, he's gotta be in his seventies. Tommy Chong being asked if he could get high with anybody today. Who would it be? if He said Joe Biden. Cause that dude needs to get high. You know what? He does. He, oh, he does. But you wouldn't want Joe Biden getting, Chris, you wouldn't want Joe Biden getting stoned with Hunter, you know what I mean? Because he, he would just end up like uh, uh, doing an Uma Thurman, you know, on the ground and with white stuff coming out of his mouth. You know, now you, 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 you get you get Joe Biden high with Tommy Chong, so he's smoking good weed. You know, there's no poison, there's no fentanyl in there or nothing like that. It's pure weed. How much yeah, you want to bet that if Joe Biden actually did smoke some some serious ganj? that he would be like Johnny Fever in that one alcoholic test uh, episode. Remember how uh, they, they, and I've actually done this myself. I'll tell you that story someday, where at the radio station they had uh, Johnny Fever and Venus Fly Trap. Uh, a state cop came in and brought in one of these response time uh, devices. And the Stations used to do this a lot, uh, where you have a drink and then it, you hit a button that shows you your response time. Idea being that is the more you drink, the slower your response time gets. This is a thing that old school radio stations used to do to show you why it's dangerous to drink and drive. Well, the more Johnny Fever drank, the faster he got and the more cognizant he became. And you have to wonder if, if Joe Biden sat around getting high with Tommy Chong, would like suddenly he wake up and start making sense, you know, and be cogent?
3: Well, he'd be like Tommy Chong at the end of Up in Smoke.
2: I I'm trying to remember what happened at the end of Up and Smoke. Oh, he was,
3: you know, falling down and incoherent, and then the smoke started pouring through the vents, and that's when he came alive. I was like, oh, okay, now I'm ready to go. Oh, right. that's when he started playing the drums, and that's, that's when the, right. the song got started.
2: <laughs> so anyway, uh, happy day after four twenty two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Not that it means anything to me anymore, thanks, Doc. Um, I, I was I wanted to expand uh, I, I, on some things that that uh, that uh, human fungus Matthew Dowd had to say. That guy really is a bivalve, isn't he? What a bivalve! Uh, he said, "If Jesus were alive today, would the GOP call him a groomer, woke, and a socialist?" No, <laughs> no. Now, he's being mocking, but people have asked the question in a serious way, wouldn't Jesus be a socialist? Because of the whole love your neighbor thing, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, also, when the rich kid came up to him and said, you know, I've, I've said the Lord's Prayer my whole life, and I want, or, or I've, I've always prayed, and i followed all the laws of Moses, and I want to follow you. And Jesus says, well, you got to sell all your crap and give it to the poor. And the rich kid kind of went, uh, uh, um, you know, even the electric car, you know, and uh, and kind of walked away ashamed. And so, a lot of pugs take not only the the one of the, the half of the greatest commandment, which is love your neighbor as yourself, but also uh, the the sending away of the rich punk. Uh, and uh, and also, they uh, very often use the multiple times that Jesus uh, fed multitudes of people with a handful of fish and some bread some white bread you know and they they uh, and also they they make him into being anti-capitalism with the uh, destruction of the of the temple market when he first gets to Jerusalem first gets to the holy city and one of the first things he does is he goes ape poopy uh you know on the on the market and the, the money changers and all that they take that as meaning he's anti capitalism. And so therefore, ergo thus uh, Jesus certainly must be a socialist or would be a socialist if he were alive in today's world. Physically alive, you know. We you and I believe he's alive anyway, but um and, and it's a it's a cheap argument because no, there's there's I, I in fact I've just been rereading the scriptures of uh, the gospels uh, since I've been in the hospital. And uh, I'm reading them over and over and over again. And uh, and then I'll move on to the letters of Paul and do some additional uh, research on the Apostle Paul, who I just honestly don't know much about. I haven't spent a lot of time reading about Paul. But as far as Jesus and his teachings and what he did on planet Earth for the brief time that he was a human being on planet Earth, there is nothing that I'm seeing at all that says he would support any political movement of any kind um, he you know what he thought of the Romans we you know, listen to this what he thought of the Romans we don't really know. the Romans were the imperialistic society uh, that ran everybody's lives uh, you, you had two layers of government right in, in, uh, in Palestine at that point you had the Roman hierarchy the Roman rule and then beneath them you had the Jewish aristocracy. Uh, who had their own kings and leaders like uh, like Antipas and they existed to kind of keep the peace between uh, the Romans and the Jews because the Romans, one thing they didn't care much for were Jewish uprisings which they were always having and so they allowed uh, Jewish leadership and Jewish aristocracy to hold that leadership and we know what Jesus thought of the Jewish aristocracy and the high priests and the Pharisees because he talked about them constantly uh, and said, essentially, they were hypocrites. As far as the Romans, we, we really don't know anything about what Jesus thought of the Romans, even though ultimately it was their okay, their thumbs up that led to his, his execution. Uh, the Pharisees and the high priests were constantly trying to get Jesus into a a word game where he'd screw up and say something uh, anti-Moses or whatever, or anti-Mosaic law, and then, ah, we got him. And that never worked. They asked him, should we pay taxes to Caesar? And you know the line. It, it, Jesus uh, says, show me a denarii, and they pull out a coin. Whose picture is that? Well, it's Caesar. Well, it's Caesar's coin, so render under Cedar, Caesar what is his, and render under God what is his. It was a, a perfect answer. It gave no thought of either positive or negative estimation whatsoever on the Romans. And I can't, with most of my reading, I can't think of any really truly negative thing he said about the Romans. In fact, several Romans popped up uh, in, in his story of needing him to heal members of their family or their servants. Um... As, you know his his criticism his criticisms were largely uh, directly at the again the high priests and the Jewish aristocracy, but not because they existed, but because they were hypocrites. Because they themselves did not live uh, Mosaic law, because they lived very grotesquely uh, luxurious lives while exacting uh, very unfair you know, taxes from the people and sacrifices and things of that nature. And they loved the nice places in the synagogues and to make eloquent pr- uh, prayers in the in the, in the market, you know, so everybody could see how wonderful and religious-y they were, you know. And it was all, basically, Jesus called them out on their own bull crap. Beyond that, as far as I can tell, we don't read or hear anything from the Gospels. As far as Jesus' thoughts on government or how government should operate in any way, shape, or form, let alone socialism. Um, as far as the good works, and people will say, "Well, he did all these great things for people." That means he he would he wants you know when he talked about poor people. You know, you got to you got to feed the poor. That's true. It's a part of it. You got to feed the poor, and, but that's more for you. If you read the words of Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what you will find is that when he says you must help the poor, that's more for your spiritual growth. He also says, says you're always going to have poor people. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to not have poor people. You will always have poor people. Look at the look at the good things you have. Look at your blessings. Not a very socialisty thing to say. Um... Since I'm kind of having fun doing this, so let me go one more minute here. 210 599 Uh 2 things, and th- this is just my opinion, so you can think I'm, my theology is full of crap or whatever. It's okay with me. Uh, personally, I believe Jesus was ultimately concerned about the individual. Jesus wanted to know what was right and wrong with you. Or me, you know. I I see my relationship with Christ is a very personal relationship. What am I doing up wrong? What am I screwing up? And that's when Jesus would interact with people individually. That's how he was. What are you doing? How are you living? Governments? No, he spent very little time talking about governments. Uh, he was also very react with with the with the miracles or good works or whatever you want to call them. He was very reactionary. He reacted to situations with miracles okay we just ran out of wine it's a jewish wedding this sucks you know <laughs> okay i'll get you some wine uh hey m- my daughter is very ill and uh i know if y- you would just come with me to my place you could be healed yes okay i'll do that uh a woman touches his garment he, he asked who-, who just touched my 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 garment here i did but i, I needed healing and-, and and he you know he- you have been healed by your own faith you know People would bring the demon possessed to him, the blind would make their way to him, okay, the sick would make their way to him, and then he would respond based upon their faith, almost always saying, "You're the one who healed yourself, your faith healed you." so again, the whole socialist model really doesn't work. He doesn't tell anybody to give. The only person he tells to give all of their property to the poor is the one rich kid. He doesn't say to the blind leper, now get up and go give all your crap to that dude because we're all going socialist right now. Nothing of the the sort at all. He was completely unconcerned or underwhelmed, I think, by governments. And I suspect because he knew there was always going to be governments and there are going to be good ones and there are going to be bad ones. Most of them are are going to be bad ones. He was more interested in the individual soul. I truly believe that. Now, Dowd adds the groomer thing. Uh, I'm not sure what he's saying there, because any idea of grooming a young child uh, into anything other than something that is about that child's education and growth is sick. Grooming is a word that is mostly associated with what? Grooming kids to be pedophiles. Sorry, that's what the word means. When you're In the modern uh, ethic, when you're talking about grooming a kid, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about the actions of pedophiles. And to the pedophiles listening, uh, Jesus said, you know, you, you cause harm to any one of these, meaning the young, the children. And it would be better that you had never been born. In other words, I will mess you up so again kind of a cheap and it's always a cheap argument that jesus would be a socialist or jesus would be a democrat or jesus would be you know i, I it it's no more true or, uh, than saying jesus would be a conservative or a republican jesus was beyond all of that stuff in my opinion so what do you think 2105995555 2105995555 we'll take a break get your calls It's Sean on news talk 550 ktsa <laughs> Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. Stay connected. You may be seated. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 107.1. And also with you. <laughs> Peace be with you and also with you. Just before we go to Charlie here, we had, a, we had a dude call up, I guess, called Chris up during the break there. And Chris, what did he, he wanted to know? What am I ordained to preach?
3: Well, yes, if you were ordained in the Catholic Church to preach.
2: Are you ordained in the Catholic Church? No, I am not, sir, because if I were ordained in the Catholic Church, I couldn't be married to that foxy Mexican that just walked behind me. <laughs> She's still wearing her jammies, too. I couldn't be married to my Mexican wife if I was in, ordained to preach in the Catholic Church because then I'd have to be a priest and I couldn't be hooked up with anybody, I think you know what I mean. I am a legally ordained minister of God. I keep my ordination in my wallet, my Spider-Man wallet, where it has sat for many years. I was ordained by a church in Chula Vista, California, back in 1991. The Something Something World Fellowship Something Church. It cost me $20. And I've had this ordination my entire life, and I, take it, I actually take it very seriously. A lot of DJs get, you know, ordination or get you know, get or, you know, get the ordination minister license because they just think it's fun. Hoo-hoo-ho, I'll marry you, hoo-hoo. You know, but I, I actually, I was going to be a minister. My, my initial, just to, let me take you behind the curtain here. My initial choice in life, pursuit, was going to be as a Methodist minister. Uh, when I was in college, for the very brief time I was in college, uh, my goal was to move on to Methodist Seminary, uh, but I got distracted by a few things—wine, <laughs> women, and song—and uh, that path just didn't work out for me. But I think God put me in this position uh, to eventually become a talk show host, a public commentator, and a writer, and uh, and I feel that I. This is my ministry, is me talking to you. I also perform the odd wedding, if you need someone to officiate. Uh, I officiated at Don Morgan's wedding.
3: So that that wedding was odd? His lovely
2: wife, Georgia. What's that?
3: You're saying his wedding was odd?
2: I'm saying I was odd, but... uh, So every
3: um, wedding you do is odd?
2: Well, it's a little different having me officiate than having some dude who does it as a regular thing officiate. I think, I think I do a pretty good job. I quoted Prince at Don Morgan's uh, wedding, and everybody seemed to dig that. And uh, I used to work pretty cheap. I used to be a 12-pack of Lone Star beer as a, as an honorarium. I, I don't accept any honorariums now because I don't drink the beer. i got a couple of weddings I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing a wedding for my buddy uh, in the summer. Scott, I'm going to be doing Scott's wedding. i got another buddy, Randy. I'm going to be doing a wedding for him, his family, coming up uh, a little later after that. So I take the the whole ordained minister thing very very seriously in fact uh uh my I was talking to my nurse practitioner yesterday about this because uh, I I wear crosses and lots of Jesus stuff now uh on my just in my clothing uh, every day and we were talking about that and you know I I really even being a faith of a, a person of faith going into that experience for 4 months phew, God really kicked my ass I mean you know God when God wants to get a, your attention he will uh, if he needs to, and sometimes it won't be in a pleasant way. And God got my attention because he needed to. And, uh, you know, if you combine all my experiences over the past four and a half months, whether it's just lying in a hospital bed or it's the stuff that they had to do to me in surgeries or seeing the impact on my family and, you know, my wife having to sort of basically take care of everything for four months because I'm just in a... The hospital the the love and the support that I got from people across the board every day uh, some of you I know most of you I don't was uh, eye-opening you know it was a very it it God put me in the hospital for four months for a very specific reason and it was to wake me up to a, a new perspective and a new way of looking at my life and I'm deeply thankful for that I thank God for that every day it's like, it really kind of hurt, God, but, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> it's okay. The balloon up the butt thing really hurt, but that's okay. You know, uh, because I got the message. And so that's honestly how I'm trying to live my life now. And so I honestly see what I do on the radio as a form of ministry, as, as the ministry that I've always sought my whole life since I kind of walked away from wanting to pursue an actual Life in and seminary and, and and in the corporate church, if you will. So you may be seated. Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Amen. Uh, okay, there you go. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. Uh I'll get to the callers when I come back. Charlie and Alex hang on. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty, K T S A. And we're back to SCON550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean High. How are you? Uh 210-599-5555. 210 uh, Just turned over to uh Fox News National and the Johnny Depp Amber Heard. Trial coverage has uh resumed. <laughs> This might be a little interesting now because uh, this is her attorney now doing the cross. And I haven't been able to hear any of it yet. Uh, I'm assuming this didn't start too long ago. Uh, defense attorney focuses on Depp's drug use. Good old, some fun TV watching for the rest of the day, apparently. Uh, this is where things are going to get a little dicey, I think, with Johnny. And uh, it. it this is TV. This is American TV. It, it, we would not be watching any of this crap if it weren't for the fact that it's Johnny Depp and people are sick and tired of depressing news. What?
4: Of what? Oh, you got it? Let's take a listen. Down onto 117. Okay. Okay. Um, on 116, line 18, Question is, I think one of the problems in that relationship was your alcohol and drug addiction, misuse, if you prefer that word. Answer, I would definitely say towards the end of my relationship with Miss Paradis, the mother of my children, it was a very painful time to break up with someone that you have been with for 14 years and that you have two children with. So, it was a very painful time, and I was more than likely trying to numb myself as much as possible. question. Am I right in saying that you agree that you were abusing alcohol and drugs, but you have explained why? Answer, I would say that I was abusing alcohol. I do not know that I was abusing drugs, but I was abusing alcohol for sure, yes. Did I read that right? You did. (laughs) You got it, brah. And There was a time in the early stages of your relationship with Amber when you explained to her that you weren't drinking alcohol at that time because you had a problem with your liver. Correct?
2: Um, y- 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 yes. There was.
3: Uh, yeah. I, there was. A, there was concern over the, uh, the numbers, uh, as they call it over my uh about my liver um
4: and you shared that with amber right yes i did and amber early on your relationship throughout your relationship she didn't love the fact that you were drinking and using drugs correct you've testified to that many times objection
0: calls for speculation as to what miss is in Ms. Heard's mind. I'll sustain this to that point sure. if you
4: want to rephrase. You understood that Ms. Heard was not happy with you overusing alcohol or, or overusing drugs, correct?
3: Um, from the very beginning?
4: Yeah, she was trying to be supportive of your sobriety, correct? N- no, sir. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's look at Exhibit 182. No, sir. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she was
2: throwing vodka bottles at my head.
4: What well, is this is throwing throwing testimony, isn't it? is too now? Is this... No, sorry. This is a this is an exhibit. Oh, I see. yeah, you can set that that to the side, sir. Thank you. This is an email um, from Exchange from you um, between you and Elton John in 2013, July 2013. Check this out. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um. And the second email down. There's an email that you sent to Elton John at uh, 5.05 in the afternoon on July thirteenth, 2013. You see that? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, Your Honor, uh, move for the admission of Exhibit 182 and permission to publish.
0: So there's redactions that need to be done. Mm-hmm. Yes, Your Honor. There's some email addresses in here, and I would ask that the portions that are not Mr. Depp's also be redacted as well.
3: All right. That's fine. Okay, so no objection with those redactions, is that correct?
0: Okay. Let's just get those redactions.
2: What'd Elton say? What do hear what Elton said? Johnny, you're drinking way too much. You're stumbling down the yellow brick road. Come 12 step with me, Johnny. <coughs> this is a thr- this is a thrilling trial this is it doesn't get much better than this court tv came into existence because of thrilling crap just like
3: this it's just one page
2: yeah. oh my god just get to what elton john said
3: all right in, in i believe section. that covers the redactions your honor may i just, just have go. a moment there to you go. You go of course
2: excellent okay let's rock and roll oh come on stop conferring
3: I think he wants to ask him if, when he wrote "I'm Still Standing," it was after being hit in the head with a vodka bottle.
2: I think you're right. There's no more. We, we, uh, yeah, Harris Faulkner is now talking. Baby, you can't drop some crap like that on. Well, here's. Let's go to the Elton John exchange. Let's. John, you sent uh, Elton John an email, right? Uh, yes. Uh, okay, let's take a listen to that. You know, and then. You, uh,
3: well, and I think the name. I think the names were backwards, so it was actually John Elton. <laughs>
2: Some other guy. John Elton was his crystal uh, seller in L.A. No, it was the Elton John. See, but th- but see, this is why people will sit and watch this crap for hours. Okay. Yeah,
3: because you had an exchange with Elton John. Is that right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. So. I mean, if you're
2: walking across the, r- yeah. I mean, like uh, that's his world. Like, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, for the rest of us out here, you you hear that and you're like, what? <gasps> Now, you're going to sit down through the damn commercial break because you want to hear what Elton John had to say to Johnny Depp. Because they're famous people. They're famous people. Johnny, it's Elton. I uh, I heard your band the other day. They're really awful. That was the worst Elton John imitation I've ever done in my life. My w- Did you hear my wife? My wife in the background just went, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh.
4: Hold me closer, tiny dancer. All
2: right, uh, uh, see, let's uh, let's take a little break. This is going to be on all day. Do you realize this is like this is like C-SPAN? This is gonna this Johnny Depp thing is going to be on all freaking day, man. And I sat here with my daughter and watched about two hours of it yesterday. Uh, two one zero five nine. Have I gotten to the callers yet? I haven't, have I? Okay um actually who do we got charlie charlie you're on a new stock 550 ktsa what are you thinking
1: hi is there will sorry to jump into the amber heard johnny depp deal here It's uh, <laughs> important breaking news <laughs> is there well uh, my comment was from the conversation prior and uh i think uh, amber and johnny might both need a little bit of jesus in your ordination preaching so maybe you can work your way over there and help them out I think they need a
2: little Jesus. I, I think they both need a little Jesus in their lives because it doesn't very apparent. Well, her, I think she needs an exorcist. Okay, because she <laughs> she's got demon eyes. I, you know, I, I just read a book about how to recognize demonic presences. Uh, pre, my wife is laughing at me, but I did. I read a I read the book by Pastor Father M. Orth, who was the uh, the Vatican's lead exorcist for a long, long time, and I read the book. Hey and he put he laid down how to recognize demonic activity. And I'm looking at Amber Heard going, "Oh, it's you all. Oh, baby, you're an infestation." And uh Johnny just needs to get the hell away from her, man. You know, that's that's what I think.
1: Yes yeah, sir. well, uh just uh, to the uh to the comment would be um yeah, I I agree and I do believe in uh, that that uh as little and as massive as it may be. Um, little things as tiny sins enter in your life and that becoming a pattern that's a form of demonic infestation, if you will, sure. uh, just little people, little things. Everything is, um, is real and rational as it may be, but uh, there are absolutes and moral correctness and immorality. And uh, to comment on what you were saying before, I completely agree with that as well. The whole point of Jesus coming isn't to be political or any sort of overruling of another person's choices it's all about individualization that's the whole purpose of his coming because if you didn't need jesus you could run with god and adam the whole time because their covenant was literally adam speaking for the whole of humanity because he was the only human aside eve (laughs) well
2: right And, and 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 the 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 new covenant is very personal and it really is all about personal freedom right it, it's your choice <laughs> in other words okay you you, you had 900 odd mosaic laws kind of dictating what uh you know you were supposed to do on a daily basis uh and how you were to handle certain situations it was you, you weren't supposed to think about it the new covenant is well it's all on you 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 know what's right and wrong right uh uh uh, uh love your neighbor as yourself is a subjective thing that you've got to figure out what does that mean well i'm not going to tell you love your neighbor as yourself love your neighbor as i love you you know and so it's all about individual choice it's really all about personal choice and, and freedom really and if you screw it up you know you'll you'll suffer the consequences of that uh so the, the jesus covenant which i think is a better term is 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 uh is a very personal one and i've always felt the the, the, the point of of faith in jesus is to develop a very a very personal relationship with jesus and that's i think what works best i gotta run man god bless you i appreciate the call we'll take a break it's sean on news talk 550 ktsa san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 hey we're back hey yeah hey how you doing yeah. Having a good day? Ooh, okay. uh, ooh, ooh, yeah. I'm sorry. We're getting a little too close to Friday, man. And old Uncle Sean's starting to get in the ass. You know, I got the silly ass. Usually around late Thursday, and then on Friday when I'm on the air, I'm all silly ass. The silly ass is kicking in kind of early this week. You said nah, you start, it, all it starts silly. to kick
3: in I,
2: late Tuesday. Is that what you said? Late Tuesdays, I start getting the weekend silly ass. But it
3: kicked in early this week
2: on Monday? About Monday it started kicking. Well, I wasn't here on Monday because I was sick, but Tuesday I started getting the silly ass because, you know, I was like, I, because I was sick on Monday, now it's a short damn week, isn't it? So now I start getting the silly ass on Wednesday and Thursday and whatnot. It's Don, Morgan. Don Morgan, you ever get the silly ass when you start getting close to the end of the week, man? And you know that the work week's almost over, man. fucking it in the silly ass. I love the silly ass. I won't be a silly ass person tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna be so damn silly. Well, you know, and the news kind of sucks. There's not really much going on. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh God, she she's evil. I don't care. I don't care if you think I'm a misogynist. I really don't care because you think dudes should compete against women in women's sports. You're the misogynist. Your face is is the misogynist. But that Amber Heard, man, that chick. Whew. You know, I actually got a few messages of sympathy for Johnny uh, yesterday from people I'm not going to say who. One of them was a colleague whose initials are Elaine Rodriguez. Who uh, says that you know she's she's evil? I I, I think she's got some. De- I think she's got a demonic infestation. She it's you. Her eyes are demonic eyes, Chris. They're the eyes of the devil. Miss Her, do you have any other legal names that the court may need to record uh, for your file? My name is Legion. For we are many. You know what I mean. I, I just, I, you know, I, I, Johnny, I don't know. Johnny's just kind of out of it. It, it takes him a, it's not really thrilling TV watching because it takes him an hour to answer every freaking question. Even, Chris, have you noticed this? Even the simplest of questions.
3: Well, you had to, you have to ponder for at least a couple of minutes. He has to
2: ponder. I don't know if he's acting or if he's really that slow on the draw. And then it's, Yes. <laughs> Mr. Dapp, is it daytime or nighttime right now? Uh, uh, well, I saw this surgeon in, in, in Australia. Uh, uh. Mr. Dapp, is it daylight or sun? Uh, yes. Yes what, Mr. Dapp? Uh, sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's how he rolls it. Every question takes forever, you know, while she just sits there with that icy glare, staring into the camera like she wants to shove an ice pick in his forehead. But she's not going to be ignored, Chris. Anyway, that's a damn show. Uh, if you want to email me, at Sean at KTSA.com. Uh, a little holy water might be good for you if you are watching the Amber Heard, Chani uh, Depp uh, coverage. Just keep a little holy water close. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine. Thanks to Don Morgan. And, of course, my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love and don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.